Welcome to season 13 of Digital Learning Radio. I'm Catherine, and I am elated to be joined by my co-host, Laura. Hi, everyone. This season of the podcast, we're continuing conversations of sharing what is inspiring us on our ongoing story of learning. This week, I'm looking forward to hearing Laura share what has been inspiring her. Well, good, because I don't think you're going to be disappointed by what I've brought today. I never am. (laughs) Hooray! (laughs) First, though, let's talk about you and check-in. So last time you shared thinking from magic words, as well as some of your plans for next steps. So how's that going? Any updates? Well, I started off strong for episode one, but I haven't made as much progress this week. Hey, that's okay. However, I did finish the book Magic Words and Hmm. the ideas keep me reflecting and editing a lot. Hmm. So one magic word strategy that I didn't mention last time, but I've been leaning into this week is to leverage concreteness. Okay. So first in conversations, when you respond more concretely, the other person feels heard. And this seems like a minor tweak, but the author says it works and it's been a great exercise for me. So for example, I'm helping someone with an upcoming session. And instead of saying, I'm happy to look over your work, I said, I'm glad to look at your slides and activities. Mm. This strategy, I was thinking about you and your coaches too, Laura. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. In addition, the problem of too much knowledge about a particular topic is often a problem for me. (laughs) And I tend to become too abstract in my language. So this idea of leveraging concreteness has been extremely helpful as I'm working on an online course, which requires a lot of explanatory text. Mm. So the chapter is reminding me to be more concrete and descriptive about the ideas that are already ingrained in my brain. Yeah, okay. Those have been fantastic takeaways from the chapter of concreteness. And then one idea that I'm still going to try is to have participants consider an identity to help set intentions Mm -hmm. during summer PD sessions, like listener, our collaborator, our cheerleader, and so on. And I still think it's a fantastic idea. And I even jumped into Dolly to try to make a little avatar for those characters. Oh, yeah. But that didn't quite work. So my language was not concrete enough for those mm. <laughs> image descriptions. <laughs> but I'm still going to try that strategy. So a few takeaways, a few new ideas. I'm still thinking about the book. That's an excellent update and an excellent idea to get uh, an AI-generated art piece. But yeah, that will teach you to have concrete language and very specific prompt generation. So I love that those kind of uh, maybe didn't need to connect, but I love that that's an extra layer of connection for (laughs) you. Yes, it did. (laughs) I also love the reminder that sometimes you're plagued with knowing too much about a topic. And that does sound like you, Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) I see you. (laughs) All right. Well, before I dive into sharing my inspiration this week, I'd love a quick win inspiration from you. So Catherine, what do you have? for us. One of my now what's from episode one, the power of play episode was to possibly add some digital stickers to my presentations. Mm -hmm. But I just discovered a brand new Google extension or add on that has created stickers for me. 
So my quick win today is a new tool called Stickity, and it's available for Google Slides and Google Docs. I love the idea of adding stickers as a more playful element to the learning, but what I love even more is that the Stickity developer, Lauren Hale, shares how visuals like stickers can help with students who struggle with language processing or for emergent multilingual kids, and then how the use of icons can provide reinforcement of ideas and even scaffolds. Lauren's goal is to bring inclusive language to Google Docs and Slides, and her stickers automatically include alt text and the colors meet WGA color contrast ratio guidelines. Ooh. We love our icons and use them all at the time in presentations, but I am sure the category in this add-on will enhance our work by providing design ideas and resources and there are stickers for categories such as class expectations, giving feedback, gaining attention, and her stickity extension also includes terrific video countdown timers mm. that are super cute and subtle with just beginning and ending sounds. Mm. And then one last shout out. I first learned about stickity from a tweet from Tony Vincent. And I thought if Tony approves, then I'm all in. And so I'm so happy <laughs> to have installed stickity. Well, shout out as ever to Tony Vincent for generating cool ideas and so many cool things for us. I love that this is your quick win because it has inspired me to dig deeper in it. I think you tagged me in that tweet from Tony Vincent. And so I have the same like one step removed. Well, if Catherine approves it, I'm all in. <laughs> so I just kind of blindly installed it because you told me to in a tweet. Um, and so I played around <laughs> with it briefly. But uh, yeah, I love that there's the alt text and hearing that there's the color contrast works out and really learning more about adding to language development. Very cool and very easy to use. And it looks good too. So I am really excited to dig in a little bit more deeply. And I'm so glad that you brought it to share here today. Hooray for stickity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, Laura, it's time. As you know, we're using a reflective protocol to guide our conversation. So I'll be asking you to consider the what, so what, and now what of your share. Let's do it. All right, so Laura, let's start with the what and tell us what is inspiring you to learn this week. This week, I'm inspired to share the SEL Three Signature Practices Playbook from Castle. It's a lot of words and a lot of letters, <laughs> but I promise it's worth the time. I know you will be concrete with your <laughs> descriptions. Yes, yes. <laughs> so let's pull up the timer and in 60 seconds or less, give us the gist. Tell us about the SEL Three Signature Practices Playbook and by the way, I added a sticker from Stickity of a 60 second timer to our outline today and thought that might be a nice little hint and reminder about the time, Laura. <laughs> I, I saw I saw this in the doc and I was like, okay, extra pressure. <laughs> Got it. But shout out to Stickity for reminding me to uh, do what I'm supposed to here. Yes, yeah, so we have the Stickity in the doc outline. I've got my timer pulled up. I'm ready to, in 60 seconds or less, I'll tell you about this. Okay. Okay, so this is a playbook of strategies that was designed for educators, 
facilitators of learning and really just managers of humans to intentionally plan for interactions that support social and emotional learning or SEL as routinely embedded instructional strategies for learners. It's not one more thing or checking an SEL box, but really the regular use of authentic activities to support systemic social emotional learning. This playbook comes from the work of Mary Hurley and the Collaborative for Academic Social and Emotional Learning, or CASEL, and it's broken up into three categories of strategies. Welcome inclusion activities, engaging strategies, and optimistic closures. The playbook also calls these micro-signature SEL practices that are designed to take only a few seconds or minutes to complete and serve as small but powerful moments in our day. Whoa, that was pretty much 60. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, okay. Thank you, Stickity, <laughs> for the reminder. Well, Laura, that recap sparked so many ideas. And I'll lean into your last piece, though, having these micro practices, just a small tweak that we can make to have some large gains. I'm excited about that. And I can't wait to dive a little deeper. So answer the so what about the three signature practices playbook that's inspiring you to learn. So first, who doesn't love a playbook of right. already curated <laughs> strategies that are explained, categorized, and are ready to go? Mm. I know last season I talked about being inspired by the power of protocols and mm. the structure of this playbook kind of lends itself to a similar love and inspiration. Uh, second, it is the time of year where educators are collectively tired. Perhaps our routines are kind of off kilter or growing stale as we can feel the end of the semester drawing to a close, but not quite. Testing or end of the year wildness can really disrupt the routine routines that we have in place in our classrooms. And so I think rediscovering some easy to apply strategies that not only serve an instructional purpose, but also support that social and emotional health and learning really can be a gift at this time of year. Uh, I know that for me as a facilitator and designer of learning, I'm always looking for a fresh idea to help foster mm -hmm. that psychological safety among the groups I'm working with and really support all three of the categories of this playbook to add some new ideas for incorporating welcoming inclusion activities, engaging strategies, and those optimistic closures in those sessions that I design. I love what you're sharing. And I think that all of these ideas are so inspirational, but especially thinking about this time of year and how people are feeling. So as a time saver, but then also just to really foster that safety and mm -hmm. thinking about our future, our summer planning. So mm -hmm. tell us a little bit more about the playbook and how you can actually use it. Sure. So a little bit of background. I actually learned about this resource from, no surprise here, Kathy Perrette and Kenny McKee <laughs> in their book, Compassionate Coaching. I know I've given shout outs to this book quite a few times on the podcast, so let's just keep that going. Mm -hmm. um, this comes from the chapter about coaching through disruption with the compassionate coaching focus of routines. And they say this, they say setting up routines can help create organization out out of chaos, ease anxiety, and increase confidence and comfort in the learning process for teachers and students alike. Mm. 
I want all of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. They also talk about lessening the cognitive load to give both teachers and students an increased sense of competence that comes with that predictability and structure of a routine. So enter the SEL Signature Practices Playbook. This is mentioned only briefly, and I think not even by name in Compassionate Coaching, but I was really intrigued. So I looked it up and then was delighted to explore this resource as a whole. Kathy and Kenny describe the power of using social emotional learning practices that function as instructional routines that also support positive student-teacher relationships. So again, this win-win of addressing students or participants, learners, social and emotional health, as well as building relationships without adding to the to-do list or detracting from the instruction is Mm -hmm. what really appeals to me. And then finally, bringing it full circle, since I learned about this resource from Compassionate Coaching, the playbook itself says, with compassion, Mm. we can help remove students' triggers by providing smoother transitions and safe, predictable classrooms. Ooh, well, that's so interesting because you said it was mentioned so briefly, but now that you have discussed it again, I was in that webinar of yours, the first iteration, and I'm sure I pulled up this playbook on another tab and have forgotten about it. So I am thrilled that you're bringing it back to us and as a reminder for myself to dig in. And I can also see why you have the feeling and the vibes of protocols. So Mm -hmm. providing those routines and some structures Mm -hmm. and lessening cognitive load. So check plus for putting this back on my radar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit more about the activities in the playbook and then even more about those three categories. I know I had a favorite when I was in your webinar, but I I need reminders of all of them. Of course, of course. So the playbook itself is a 65-page PDF document that starts with actually a great couple of pages explaining the why behind SEL support to begin with, as well as the specific activities and how to get started with this facilitator's guide. So the facilitator guide piece kind of walks you through some really good questions to consider as you go through this playlist to choose the activity that's right for your group based on time, purpose, level of vulnerability. And I really enjoyed reading this. Usually, I'll admit, uh, I, I typically kind of skip over these intros and just jump right into finding an activity that I want. But uh, this was really thoughtfully uh, and intentionally written. So I would recommend reading mm-hmm. this one. The activities themselves are set up really well. They're easy to read. Each one includes the recommended time to complete the activity, the when and why to do it, the specific SEL focus and strands that are addressed, of course, the steps to how to complete it, a recommended debrief, and then often a section of modification or variations that you can try. So there are three categories of activities, and the first is those welcoming activities, routines, or rituals. So these really serve the purpose to connect students with one another, 
and with the instructor while also orienting them for the day's learning. These activities can create what they call an expected rhythm of class. And the playbook also says that practicing these is an investment in creating a calm, orderly space in which learners move with confidence and agency, which, oh, that is a really great mm. aspiration. And I really, mm. really love it. I think with these types of welcoming activities, we really saw a rise in popularity, really, I think, out of necessity necessity back during pandemic and during that emergency remote learning time when we are just all grasping and grappling for some sort of connection and community. Mm -hmm. So we saw kind of a rise in the check-in or you and I love to do that gift check-in mm -hmm. on a scale mm -hmm. of these five gifts, how are you feeling? Or a scale to rate how you are, an emoji check-in. Examples from this playbook include things like a mix and mingle, one called what's new there's one called one two three clap there's one that's a greeting frenzy and an iteration of the four corners activity the opening to this section includes another quote that i really like that says a student's repeated experiences in school can be a powerful influence for the rewiring of the neural pathways necessary for habits to be built and sustained Having routines and rituals in our classrooms and school communities is beneficial for every child and absolutely essential for some. I'll let you sit on that for a moment because that's mm -hmm. a good one. Mm -hmm. Well, I agree with you about creating that confidence and agency and thinking about the summer planning. You're right. We kind of do the same old, same old routines mm -hmm. and we're always looking for something new. What a wonderful gift to have this curated collection of such thoughtful mm -hmm. activities connected to those SEL strands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am excited to learn more. So why don't you share a little about the other categories. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then actually going back to what you just said, though, something that I really like is in the explanation or the setup of each of those activities, it kind of gives you the priming, Ooh. looking for various outcomes, gold star for circling <laughs> back to a previous episode at the top. And when it tells you about that SEL focus, it will explicitly say, this is great to prime your classroom or a group of participants to set them up for a day of collaboration or to really focus on building community or hearing diverse perspectives. So that's another way that you can use this if you know that you're planning a session that really is collaborative and really focuses on people chatting together, maybe searching for one that aligns with that. So there's a, a pro tip for you there. Oh, I'm so excited to dig into that. All right, so the second category of activities then is engaging pedagogy. And this section includes activities that focus on student interactions, sense-making, those transitions, and even some brain breaks. So we all know that incorporating movement is so good for learning, mm -hmm. so good for the brain, and these types of strategies have students or participants engaging with one another and the content in these productive but move movement-focused ways. Something that I really liked, though, is this section opens with a reminder that says it's important to provide a balance of interactive and reflective experiences to meet the needs of all learners and to meet the needs of the leaders in helping bring the group's energy up or down as the moment dictates. Mm. 
I know you and I talk a lot when we are planning or brainstorming together about getting out of our own heads mm -hmm. and our own preferred mm -hmm. method of learning or socialness. And so I liked this explicit reminder in a section about engaging activities, about having that need for multiple styles to mm -hmm. include both that interactive and reflective activity. So maybe bookmark this section as well for some upcoming planning ideas, thinking about that balance. Oh, done. <laughs> <laughs> a few examples from this section are, well, first, one, one that I actually need to work on, having a good attention signal. Then there are some familiar strategies that you'll see, like clock partners, jigsaw, gallery walk, card sort, as well that are a few to me. There's one called maitre d'. There's mm -hmm. one save the last word and several that are aligned to brain breaks. And something else that I liked about this section was even if it's not a brand new strategy, it was interesting to think through why we use the strategies that we use. So at first I just kind of scrolled past jigsaw four corners, like, okay, I know what these are because, you know, we get it. We're, we've been using Jigsaw. However, it really was an interesting perspective to pause and read about these strategies that we know and love through that embedded SEL lens to really think about when and why we're using them, as well as getting some additional ideas for debriefs or modifications to really align the activity, maybe even more tightly to the purpose. So I like that honed lens instead of just naming an activity and doing an activity for activity's sake, really thinking about why we're doing it and what it does to foster in our students or participants. You were speaking my language with all of, all of this intentionality. Mm -hmm. That is something I know we both talk about so much and strive for. So I am definitely digging into this packet as soon as we get off the recording. Excellent. And, and again, what a perfect time for us as we're planning for our summer sessions and thinking about how to be super intentional again mm -hmm. about these things that we we choose okay i'm already so inspired and i know that's only two categories there's one more tell us about the final category all right i will uh, and going back to what you just said something that i love is the intention has already been thought out so i'm not making those connections i can just read it which mm -hmm. that is a win for me as mm -hmm. well so final <laughs> final category the playbook ends with my favorite phrase which is optimistic closure i love that this section also says this an optimistic closure is not necessarily a cheery ending, but rather highlights an individual and shared understanding of the importance of the work and can provide a sense of accomplishment and support forward thinking. Mm. Again, just giving us a little bit of meaning behind, okay, when I'm planning a lesson, a meeting, a session, whatever, it's a good practice to embed a closing reflection. We just do it because this is what we do. But I love this going a little bit deeper to say like, no, this isn't a happy ending, a cheery ending. We're really thinking about celebrating the sense of accomplishment and supporting that forward thinking. So love hearing that explicitly written out. So uh, the optimistic closure really looks like reflections and things that focus on looking forward. These types of activities put, again, these routines in place so that students can summarize learning, 
provide an opportunity to set goals and again, have some opportunity to build some of that student agency in engaging with the content and considering what's next. So just a couple of examples from this section include, there's one called Future Me, One Minute Accolade, I am curious and my next step. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know that you and I really strive to plan these thoughtful closures and launches in our sessions and meetings. And the playbook says what's important is that each engagement, class period, or school day ends in a thoughtfully planned and meaningful way, mm -hmm. helping everyone leave with appreciation and energy, looking forward to connecting again, mm -hmm. which again is something that I am so excited by, inspired by, like, this is the vibe that we're trying mm -hmm. to cultivate. Mm -hmm. um, and so being able to read it written out and going like, yes, this is what I wanted to have. These are the words mm -hmm. I was searching for. And here are a list of activities to try again is inspiring to me. Now that you've gone through this, I remember this is the section that I focused on during your webinar think time, mm -hmm. because I was so attracted to this idea optimistic closure. Mm -hmm. And I know that's an area of growth for me. And I know something that we've really talked about those final reflections. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I captured enough of this meaning making from this and mm -hmm. just like your last share i'm ready to please pause the podcast so i can get the playbook out and <laughs> dig in to all of these so yeah it's it's really well set up and designed and so i'm glad to hear that you are remembering being exposed to it and i gave you know the briefest amount of time on a webinar like here's mm -hmm. five minutes to explore right. this but yeah digging in more deeply and bringing it back out in time for planning upcoming meetings and prepping for this podcast episode has made me even more excited about this resource. Oh, same. Well, do you have a favorite strategy from the playbook? Sure. So the one that has been my go-to that I learned from the playbook, and I, I actually think that this is one that you shared as a quick win in a previous podcast season, but I'm going to go ahead and share it again because I have really enjoyed using it. It is one of the optimistic closure activities called Suit Yourself. Yes. And <laughs> it's, a, it's a reflection activity that uses playing card suits as prompts. And so ideally, you pass out some playing cards to participants and everyone gets a reflection prompt based on the suit of the card that they are given. So if you get a card with a heart on it, we're thinking about the heart. So you are sharing or reflecting on something from the heart. How did you feel? What did it mean to you going through today's activity or training or webinar or whatever? If you get clubs, we're thinking about things that grew, new ideas, new thoughts or a new point of view. Diamonds are gems that last forever. <laughs> what are some of the gems of wisdom gathered from people or content? And then spades are used to dig in the garden. So use the spade prompt to generate conversation about planting new ideas or things that participants dug up during our time together. This one has been really fun. I have been able to do it maybe two or three times at a couple of trainings or coaching 
coaches meetings and I have dealt out actual cards and that's been fun. Of course, cards are always good for setting up connections. So, you know, finding someone to share with uh, a different suit or find all the hearts go in one corner, maybe try to get four of a kind and pair up with a variety of people or just use it as a solo reflection, depending on, again, the vibe and, and the setup of your thing. But this has been a really fun one. And I was excited to rediscover it again, going through the playbook today. Well, now I'm rediscovering it because yes, it was shared as a quick win yeah. in, our, in our mastermind group or something, but in that five minute webinar reflection, I searched optimistic closures and this was the activity that sparked my interest, but I've kind of forgotten about it. So yeah. <laughs> time to revisit that. It's so good to remember. I love it. And what a great activity for webinar or face-to-face -face. and mm -hmm. then adding the cards and connecting piece mm -hmm. is a bonus. Love that. Okay. What final things would you like to share? Well, I'm going to wrap today with two quotes. First from Compassionate Coaching, Kathy and Kenny say that although disruptions are inevitable, routines let us create order out of chaos and build systems that support students, teachers, and schools. And I think this resource does mm -hmm. just that. Finally, from the playbook stated purpose, by providing repetitive and engaging opportunities, these strategies help students improve the skills and habits of focusing and perseverance by balancing novelty with routines and rituals. We are internally soothed by sameness, mm. while paradoxically, our brains need freshness too. I love so much of that phrasing, and I find it relatable not only for students or PD participants, but for myself as well. Oh, same. Oh, Laura, I am thrilled that you brought this to our attention for our listeners to explore. This is a wonderful resource and I'm sad that I haven't been using it since I heard about it from your webinar, but now I am so inspired to dig back into all of these categories and I'm sure I will find some resources and activities to use in summer sessions. So thank Hooray! you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so glad. Love it. Okay. So as you know, we want to launch further thinking and challenge each other to apply what we share as we consider now what. So Laura, now what? What are some next steps from here to incorporate ideas from the SEL three signature practices playbook into your work or further your learning? So first, I'm going to commit to incorporating a handful of these strategies into upcoming meetings and sessions that I'm designing so that we can first experience the strategy firsthand mm -hmm. and, of course, the benefits of built-in SEL support. And also, I'll have the ability to link and give a shout out to this resource for others to explore. Mm -hmm. I've used a few, and actually, I'm currently finalizing the details on an upcoming session with coaches for next week. So I think I'm going to spend some time in the playbook to see if I can challenge myself to find a new or new to me great welcoming activity or maybe optimistic closure mm. to use with this group. 
Sounds good. Secondly, I think I am going to more intentionally include this playbook in my explore more resources that I often curate for win time at the end of a session or meetings. I think I could be sharing this a lot more frequently than I am and beyond just this section of compassionate coaching. So look for some of these strategies and the link to the playbook in upcoming sessions of mine on the horizon. I'm excited to dig in and I really love that you're including that in your win time for people to have that explicit time to dig in and explore more. Great ideas. We'd also like to extend the invitation to you, dear listener, to share your ongoing story of learning as well. Take a moment to pause and think wherever you're listening from and consider what ideas have you heard today that have sparked your interest and inspired further learning about the SEL Three Signature Practices Playbook. You may also find us on Twitter at DigLearnRadio to continue the conversation and share your own learning that's inspiring you this week. This season, we're dedicated to sharing our learning and the things that are inspiring us. We hope that when we share, the conversation and ideas will cultivate curiosity and inspire you to explore one of the resources, reflect on a question we've asked, or continue the conversation with us online. Reflect to consider the what, so what, and now what of your thinking. Share your learning inspirations and ideas from this episode and beyond. And look for our reflection form linked in the show notes and on our website to earn credit for your thoughtful reflections. We are, as ever, inspired to learn from Gail Allen and her work in the new pillars of modern teaching. She reminds us that when we share, we add a sentence to the story we communicate about ourselves to the world. Let's continue learning, sharing, and transforming. Let's get inspired.